the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. And how are you? I'm good. We built a wall yesterday. We built a wall. <laughs> Didn't finish that wall, although I, I would have much rather have been working on that wall. <laughs> we um, have our horse stalls that have a roof and then some siding to them. But up at the top, the wind comes in so strong, especially when we get those Santa Ana winds, that we decided to build a wall that will be like a windbreak because sometimes it, it the wind gets so violent and I get so scared and it spooks the horses and everything's all, what is that, tin or aluminum? Mm-hmm. So I think that now that it's going to be cooling down soon, having that and knowing that those winds are, are going to be headed here soon, it's a great relief. And then I've been trying to think about how I want it to look. Our house is a beautiful, it's called cowboy brown color. And then it has this dark, dark brown trim. So I think that I'm debating back and forth. Like, should we burn the wood and then stain it? Because that will give it so much more of a rich color. Or just stain it with like accent trim that's stained a darker color. So that's that's what we've been up to. What have you been up to? <laughs> and that's, that's not really what we're talking about today. I've titled today's episode, Intrusive Thoughts, Probing the Innocence of Our Mind. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. If you have not checked out Jordan Peterson, you need to. He is one of the most brilliant thinkers of our of our lifetime. And I always think much more deeply whenever I am consuming anything that he puts out content-wise, whether he has recorded one of his lectures or whether he's doing something on his own or interviews. And I was listening to him interview a neuroscientist and right now they're doing some incredible, incredible work when it comes to studying the chemicals that take place in our mind when things like intrusive thoughts start to arise. This is a much deeper conversation that's surface level. And one thing that that was said during that interview is our thoughts are innocent until proven guilty. And I'm like, God, I love that. That's so powerful. Yeah, that's cool. Because I have said all of the time to a lot of my clients that just because we think something doesn't mean that it's true. And how hard is that for us to wrap our minds around, right? We automatically think that because we have a thought or we're listening to something and we're taking in information and then we're, we are sort of consuming this and then storing it in our minds that it automatically should be true. And when that happens, it becomes very difficult for us to change our minds. But the thing is, is we're allowed to change our minds, first of all. And I think that with a certain level of maturity, we come to the place to where we should want to find ways to change our minds. We should want to consume so much information and have such an open mind that we want to be proven wrong. And I know for me personally, I I was guilty of that for a majority of my life until maybe seven, eight years ago where um, something just changed for me. Remember science class? Like, isn't that the whole point is trying to to prove ourselves wrong? And um, I think that's a, a lost notion for a lot of us in society today. Yeah, it's something really interesting to start diving into is you have a thought, you you come across that thought and you start diving into it to realize 
you're you're wrong in the way you're thinking and it's we control our own thought processes it's it's argue with yourself it's okay to do that i think that's something we all struggle with is we always think that if it comes to us we're always right and it's okay to be wrong and to change your outlook on things yeah and so in the context of the interview that i was watching um what they're talking about specifically is that when when we have intrusive thoughts and those t- thoughts t- tend to sort of unsettle our minds, right? So intrusive thought means we think something that we would rather not have had popped into our head. Then this influences our emotions. And because it's influencing our emotions, what's happening is there's something taking place in our bodies on a chemical level. And so that's the big conversation that nobody seems to be having. And the the neuroscientist, I'll link everything down below because I can't remember his name right now, but he was sharing a story about he and his girlfriend decided to start this new ritual, who knows what it is, but something probably like a relationship bonding exercise. And they had written something down, perhaps mantras or something linking them together, I'm supposing. And they went to the beach and they got out of their vehicle. They walked all the way down to the shore and he reached into his pocket and he realized like, oh crap, I don't have the list here. And so automatically his first, the first loop cycle that started was sort of self, self-sabotaging himself and going into this negative spiral about how he ruined the entire thing and it was so important he needed the list. Otherwise they couldn't do whatever it was that they were going to be doing together and um, then he turned around and went back and was going to go try to see if maybe it fell out of the car or something. And he saw the list on the ground and then he started to recognize, like, this is the exact thing that he's studying right now. And he started to recognize how that flood of emotions and this theory of just how variant everything was in such a short amount of time on a chemical level in his body and how he experienced it. Right. He had this anticipation of going and doing this thing and everything sort of at this this calm and um, just complacent state. And then he loses the list and it's like, oh, the whole world comes crashing down. We all know what that feels like inside of us, what those chemical shifts feel like in our body. And then it was like, oh, there's the list. Like the world isn't going to end now. And then he's flooded with these completely different types of endorphins and um, chemicals. And it was such it was such a simple example of how quickly and how important it is for us to be able to find ways to have a regulatory state when we realize that our thoughts are starting to become intrusive and impact us in a negative way. That's really, it's a, a perfect example to really show how, how much our thoughts and, and one little insignificant incident like that in, in our mind, it's insignificant at that time is how much it controls our emotion controls it. Cause that could shift your, the whole rest of your day, if you keep feeding into those emotions. And, you know, this is, it's something just recently that, that happened to me in particularly is I had a phone call, handled the phone call and I was told like, this isn't going to happen anymore. And Ashley asked me, what, what was the question you asked me is, is, is that, 
is it is it changing your perception or is it something down that line and it didn't affect me in that way and but it's it's important to notice when you're asked that question if you do have that shift it's ask that question to yourself of like are you having a mental mind shift yeah and to to not have to explain what that example was cuz it's a little sensitive we need to understand that we all have a window of tolerance when it comes to the amount of stress, the level of stress, and the impact of stressors on us in any given moment. So the example that Clint is using is a perfect example of explaining the window of tolerance because receiving an unexpected phone call in and of itself could start to pop into that, that window of tolerance. Getting information that could be not detrimental by any means in, in this regard, but getting information that was unexpected and that shifted things in in your life that could also be impeding in that window of tolerance. Having something go a different way than you planned or that you were used to, again, shifting into that window of tolerance. But then I think, you know, going going along the lines of the last episode that that was aired. It's important to have somebody as an outlet, as a resource to be able to discuss things with, because the conversation, Clint, that you and I had had was actually completely opposite to where perhaps that window of tolerance might have opened. But I think for you, it was instantly shut after having that conversation and then um, making sure that a loop wasn't like a like a worm digging into the ground and so to speak. Yeah, I think that's the perfect example to explain it. And it's always hard for me to not go into detail over certain things, but it it was to me that could have been a very impactful thing to where I could have let it affect me emotionally or physically to the point of where it's causing that upset when there's no reason to have that. Yeah. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I've put some exercises down below for you. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.